I really believe with all my heart that in the title of this series is A House of Miracles, that that's what the Lord is doing, that's what He's preparing, that's what He's getting us ready for. And so one of the things I want to announce to you, in case you don't know, the way that those miracles will manifest in the house will be through you. Amen? As each member does its part, operates in the gift that the Holy, Holy Spirit gave to you severally, as we do that part, then the body is whole, and there's miracles that will be done. And part of that miracles is not only physical healings where we'll see physical bodies healed and restored, but also to announce to you tonight, also people that are, that are wounded in their souls are going to be made whole in the name of Jesus. Amen. People that are suffering from depression, people that are fighting anxiety and stress and disorder, I announce tonight that it's going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man, I better get on topic or I won't ever get done with the sermon. Hallelujah. I kept writing and I kept writing and I kept writing. Lord, I've got three pages of notes. I need to stop. So if you've got your Bible, I want you to turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 8. Or your smartphone, your, your, I call it affectionately, the smart aleck devices. Hallelujah. So whatever you have, or there'll be also some notes that'll be on the screen for you. I'm going to be teaching tonight on the subject of the three baptisms. The three baptisms. And I'm excited about all three. And I believe it's important that we hear all three in anticipation of what the Holy Spirit wants to do and is doing and going to do in and through us. also want to welcome all of those that's watching by way of the global community and watching online. Come on, can we give it up a great big God bless you to them as well? Amen. We're glad to have you guys. Amen. Acts chapter 8. What I'm going to do is I start going through, I'm going to read three passages, so it's going to seem like I'm reading quite a few scriptures. But listen, what I want you to listen for and, and look for as you go through this is to look for a pattern that was in the book of Acts. And see if you can see what that pattern was in talking about the Holy Spirit and talking about these other two baptisms. And so in Acts chapter 8 is where we're going to begin. Acts chapter 8, beginning at verse number 4, says, Therefore, that always means bottom line. It's like a summation. Things been said. I call it arithmetic. Two plus two equals. So it draws a word to tell you a summation or things that's being said. So this is what it says in verse 4. It says, therefore, things he's just talked about, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. i got to stop. They went everywhere preaching the word. When persecution comes or when trouble comes to the church, what they do is not shut down or back out. What they do is begin to stand up and to declare. And they're declaring the word of the Lord. They're declaring the scriptures Building life and foundation on the Word of God. They went everywhere. Notice it didn't say just all the preachers went. It says that they went, who were being scattered, went everywhere preaching the Word. Verse 5, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Then it says what some of those miracles were. Verse 7, For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed, and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Why do we want to see miracles happening in the house? So there's great joy. It's not just to see great miracles, though it's going to happen. It's not just to see people that are demon-possessed that are delivered. 
not only people that are, that are walking in lame, that they're healed, but also the whole purpose, verse 8, that there's great joy in Sherman. Hallelujah. There's great joy in that, is what it says. Let's skip down to verse number 12. It says, But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, watch, the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Verse 13 talks about this guy in the previous verses, just ahead of this. And Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. And he was amazed, seeing the miracles and signs which were done. Hallelujah. What's exciting? Let's turn to, um, let's turn to Acts chapter 10. And I'm going to read beginning in verse number 44. So there's a rhythm, there's a pattern of things that was just said. We'll see if we catch it also in the next one. Acts chapter 10 beginning at verse number 44, says that while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision, the Jews who believed, were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the... And who are the Gentiles? Come on, raise your hand. And you know, we're all Gentiles. I don't see any Jews yet. We're all Gentiles. It says, was poured out on the Gentiles also, verse 46, for they heard them speak with and heard them. Well, can I say something? Can I just say it? One of the sounds that's going to come strong in the house in Sherman is the sound of tongues and people magnifying God. Going to hear. Hallelujah. All right. Turn to my page. Let's go to the next one, Acts chapter 19. All in Acts, Acts chapter 19. Let's begin reading at verse number 6, Acts 19, verse 1. It says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, think about Ephesians, and finding some disciples. He said to them, verse 2, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is even a Holy Spirit. What you talking about, brother? Right? Verse 3. And he said to them, into what then were you, here's a word, baptized. So they said into John the Baptist baptism, water baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance saying to the people that you should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized, water baptized, in the name of the Lord Jesus, verse 6. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. It's called an impartation. And they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Verse 7, I really like especially because it says, now all the men were about twelve. Didn't say there had to be a lot. Didn't say that the Holy Spirit only moves on large, big churches. But even a gathering of just 12 people. I'm looking around. There's more than 12 of us in the room. I mean, y'all believe tonight that the Holy Spirit can move on us tonight. You believe that? All right. So in all of those things, what I saw was I saw that there were three baptisms that was, that was recorded. Um, there was... Um, 
first of all, the baptism into the body of Christ. And even during the, the worship time tonight, the Holy Spirit gave me clarity. I sat down to write a note, I believe I heard, because we may not know what that looks like that the Holy Spirit baptized us into the body of Christ when we became saved. It may be an experience that we didn't even realize it was going on because I don't know about you, but when I got saved, I was just grateful and thrilled that I was saved. But to know that, and I taught the last time I preached, last month, I taught you there's seven things that happened when you got saved. I don't want to re-preach that sermon, but there's seven things that happened. I don't want to give a test to see if you remember all seven. (laughs) But there were things that happened. But part of that that I didn't have a chance to get to until tonight was this part. Listen to what it said that the Holy Spirit baptized or placed us into the body of Christ. Not the physical body of the Lord, right? But placed us into this spiritual body. And so in that spiritual body, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 13, talks about what that is. It says, For as the body is one and has many members or parts, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one so also is Christ, verse 13. For by one Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, for by the Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into the, into the body of Christ, which is the capital C church, which is the universal church we're talking about. So when you became born again, when you became saved, one of the things you didn't know that happened to you that happened to you was you got placed by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. Welcome to Sherman, Texas. Hallelujah. Placed here. Well, I just thought I showed up. No, you were placed here. I thought I just moved from Fort Worth to here. No, you were placed here. I thought that I just came from around the world. I talked to two families recently. One came from Japan. The other one came from Scotland. Came from around the world. Sent specifically to come to Sherman, Texas. Sent specifically to come to Victory Life Church in Sherman, Texas placed by the Holy Spirit. And that's exciting, and I'm thrilled about that. But listen, I'm also excited that you came. Some of you came from Durant. Hallelujah. (laughs) Front row celebration. (laughs) Some of you came from other places. But you got to hear it, church. You got to hear that the Holy Spirit, when you became saved, when you became born again, the first baptism that happened is He baptized you or placed you in the body of Christ. That's what he did. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the head of the church. That one body is called the church, universal. It's also called the family of God, according to Ephesians 3.15. I gave you all those scriptures that you can write down. So here's the question. Here's my first question. So who baptized you into the body of Christ? Thank you, the Holy Spirit. When were you baptized into the body of Christ? When you were saved. Right, when you were born again. So I'll talk to this side of the room in just a second, make sure y'all got it. <laughs> Number two, the second baptism that happened, secondly, was we were baptized in water. Turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, we're still in Acts. And let's look at one verse that has it all in one verse, Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. It says it this way, Acts two thirty-eight. It says, Then Peter said to them, Repent, salvation, and let every one of you be baptized in water in the name of Jesus for the remission or for the forgiveness of sins, 
And you shall, it didn't say maybe, it didn't say might, it didn't say not for me. And you shall receive what? That's the third baptism. So you're receiving, the second was by water baptism. I thought I just got wet. No, you got baptized as a second baptism by being baptized in water. So in this one, questions again, who baptized you in water? The Holy Spirit of Jesus, answer is, take your head this way. Who baptized you in water? A pastor, a leader. If it was a child when it happened, a parent sometimes also. It was those that baptized you in water. So why did we do this water baptism, the second baptism? Because it's obedience to what the Lord did for us as an example. And also he told, he said, go and make disciples and baptize. So a second part of that that we needed to do to walk in obedience was we needed to be baptized in water. We didn't just get wet. Right? So something happened in that baptism of water. So what we talk about when we had the, the tank when we had the, it's not a pond, we have a, it's not a coffin, it's a tub, a tub? like a number nine wash tub. No, no. We, y'all, y'all seen it? We had this. So when, when we had this, watch what happens. So when we have this tub, okay. The symbolism that takes place when someone comes up that has been saved, they've been born again when they come up, and they start to go into this water. They're going into the water. They, they are standing there or sitting there about to be baptized in water. Watch what happens. When they go down, I'll be this way. When they go down, it's representing under this water that they have, they have gone into a watery grave. They died. The old man died. The old Terry died. I mean, you know, sometimes the old Terry still tries to get up out of the water again. How about you? But yet he died, right? So he died. He was baptized. He was dead. But then he came up, which means resurrection. And then he walked out. And when he, whew, and when he walked out, he walked in newness of life. In what? In being conformed into the image of of Jesus, I just told somebody what your purpose was for being on this planet. Was to walk out in newness of life and to be conformed to the image of Jesus. So if you're walking in the newness of life, come on, how many's walking in the newness of life? Are you walking? And how many you recognize you were being conformed, changed, morphed, becoming like the image of Jesus? What he, what he talks like, what he acts like, what he loves like. We're being transformed into that same word about Jesus. Wow. And he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. So water baptism is the second baptism that we experience. The third baptism is called, what, we, what I want to spend my time remaining on, is that we are baptized in or with the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 you're going to look there. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. While you're turning, I'm going to quote Romans 8, 16. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Romans 8, 16 says that the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit Himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. That arrested me in 2020. With all the stuff going on in 2020... That was the word that the Lord 
arrested me with in 2020 was, Terry, did you know that the Spirit Himself is bearing witness with your spirit of who you are? Think about that. Especially people that suffer through identity problems and insecurity issues. Listen to it one more time. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. I sure wish I was. No, you are. I sure don't feel like I am, but you are. <laughs> it doesn't act like sometimes. I, no, but you are. Amen. The Spirit Himself bears witness with your spirit that you... I just heard it another way. One of the reasons you don't think you are because you're listening to something beside your spirit. You're listening to your soul. And that soul part of you can be a mess. The thing that's being transformed is not your spirit. The thing being transformed is that mess part of you. I had an interesting question at the beginning part of this year. The Holy Spirit said, hey, in this renewed mind that you've had, Terry, yeah, how far do you think it is in the process of where you are from where you were? I said, whoa, what? How far has your mind renewed? How, how old were you again when you became born again? I said, I said, I was 18. How far from 18 to the age that you are now has your mind renewed? And I said, probably a little bit of smart aleck, but I said, about that far. <laughs> about, that, about that far. Didn't hear anything. Then in my heart, that's what I heard the Lord reply back. Didn't even deal with the smart aleck part. Could have. <laughs> Cut that out. Stop that. Straighten up. You know, I'm, I'm serious. I didn't do any of that. But what I believe I heard in my heart was the comment of, so you need to recognize, though, that the part of your mind that, that has been renewed already is the part you need to be really focused on and listening to also. But not that unrenewed part of you. The main part the enemy attacks is not the part that has been renewed. It's the unrenewed part. Where there still tries to get in, and I, I'm not just talking to me, doubt, fear, and unbelief. What are you supposed to do about that? And I said, uh, pray about it. Tattle on the devil about it. <laughs> Tell on him. And what I heard in my spirit was, you know what, if you could hear clearly, if you could really hear clearly what I would say in the answer to that prayer would be this. I've given you the name of Jesus, and I've given you the authority. And James writes and says, I need you to do this. James 4, 7, I need you to submit to me, go vertical first, and I need you to resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You resist him. You resist him, and he'll flee from you. How come the devil keeps bothering me? Because you don't resist him. You pray about it, you think about it, you woe is me about it, but you don't resist him. And by the way, the devil can't read your mind. So he, he hears your words. And if your words come out like, resist you, I just resist you, devil. <laughs> what do you think he's going to do? Oh, man, they're, they're just messing with me. I ain't leaving. If it lands like, <clears throat> I, I, um. I resist you, devil. But watch. But if we recognize that Jesus has given His name and God has given us authority, listen, and we don't have to shout the roof down, but we need to say it like somebody that believes it. I resist, I want to point, I resist you, devil. Right? 
And when we do that, James 4 says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll keep hanging around and bothering you. No, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. We want to give him the fleas. Hallelujah. He'll flee from us. I was reading recently a couple of words in the Bible where it only has short verses like Jesus wept. I was reading some other short words. Part of those said flee, F-L-E-E, talking to the church. One of them was flee fornication. Flee it. What does that look like? Uh, like Pastor Dwayne said this past weekend, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> flee it, right? But ultimately, it's not that we're just fleeing, but we're giving the devil resistance and he flees from us. Well, I just said something. So this baptism, then, having that authority, where Jesus, it says in Matthew 3.11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, this is John the Baptist talking, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So, same questions. Who is being baptized? We are. Who is the one that's doing the baptizing? Jesus. We just read it. So one of the things I discovered early in life whenever I was seeking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit is I recognized that I didn't have Matthew 3.11. And so I sought for the baptism of the Holy Spirit for six months. Every week for six months. And at the end of six months, what Terry did was said, it's not for me. How many of y'all might have thought that at some point? It's, it's just not mine. If my, my dad, if God wanted me to have it, he'd just give it to me. Well, no. Because there has to be, and by the way, how do you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, this will help somebody. The same way you receive salvation. You believe. You receive. You embrace it in your heart by faith. Same way. Don't have to be weird, kooky, spooky. You believe. You receive and receive it into your heart by faith. So who is it that baptizes you with the Holy Spirit? Jesus does. So three baptisms. One more time. I still got time. In these baptisms, the first one that happens is the baptism of salvation. You are baptized into the body of Christ. Who does that work? Holy Spirit does. Second baptism, you are baptized in water. You go under the water. Death, resurrection, walk in newness of life. Who is it that baptized you in water? Well, y'all are good. And the third baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, who is the one that baptizes you in the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit? Now listen, listen. Boy, this is so good. I got this during worship. Hadn't had this, but I got it during worship. That's a good time to get words, by the way, is during worship. What I heard in my spirit during worship time is I believe I heard the Lord say, and do you know that when the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you, Romans 8, 16, I quoted it twice, that He brings with, with Him, when He comes inside of you, every gift of the Holy Spirit. And, I, and so I said, uh, a little bit of clarity. And what He said was, remember when, remember when this person gave you a watch last year? And I said, yeah. A gift, right. You received it, right. What if they'd have brought to you just a band? Or if they'd have brought to you one of the hands? Think about what I'm saying. Or they brought the little winder. Here you go. 
listen. And I'm sitting there going, that is so good. But what he did, y'all, he, when he came, he brought and gave us the whole watch, the whole thing. So you use what you use when you need what you use, you, you, you use it. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. So we receive the watch. We receive the gift. What gift to operate in? The one that you need. The one that you need at that time. Right now, we have seen two manifestations in the last two services. We've seen not just a part, but yet it is a part. We saw the word of knowledge. That was a gift of the Spirit. Okay? But there's other gifts and other manifestations, so I could, I'll just announce it in case you don't know. So other things are coming. There's going to be a revelation that the one that brought the watch inside of you is the watchmaker that knows what the gifts are, that gives everyone, everyone severally as he wills. Then all you got to do is just wind it up. Speak it out. So he baptizes us. So, in conclusion, how do you receive the Holy Spirit? The same way you do salvation. I explained that. But I also heard this last thing in worship also. I heard, I believe the Lord say, but you know, there are, there are several people in the room or watching online, and you have been baptized with or in the Holy Spirit. You did ask, and you did receive by faith the gift. But what happened was you thought that was a one-time experience, or you thought that was a one-time experience that's not for me. But listen, that's what I heard also. In, that's why worship is so cool, by the way. Only thing I don't like about it is I cry. And I don't like to cry and preach at the same time. So this is what I heard. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 says it this way. It says, to the ones that hasn't in a long time or didn't know that you were supposed to, what I'm about to say, or never had, or you didn't pray and believe and receive. Listen, this is what it says in Ephesians 5, 18. It says, But be not drunk with wine. That's not the part I'm focusing on. (laughs) Skips a little bit. And then it says, but be filled. And actually in the Greek language, it's a present tense word that is a continuous word. So it says it like this. It says, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not a one-time thing. It should happen all the time. That you are be being filled. Oh, I thought I just did it once. No, we are be being filled. Why? Because you leak. (laughs) Why am I so sad? Why am I so sad and depressed? Because you leaked out. (laughs) I need my joy back. We'll be being filled then with the Spirit. Get your joy back, that it's an everlasting, overflowing, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water, right? I'm talking to somebody. You need to be being filled with this. I didn't know I was supposed to. Yeah, continuously be being filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.